Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boy. I'm your host Jonathan, joined by our good pal Spencer to talk about three new release movies. In this final week of 2020, we're finally diving into the world of mainstream cinema. With the big production companies like Disney and Warner Brothers finally dropping their movies on streaming services, we have some especially juicy content to round out the year. First, we go decades into the future as the world is unrecognizable and only inhabitable in the Arctic as George Clooney attempts to lead a group of unsuspecting astronauts to safety in the midnight sky. Then we go back to the time of neon leotards and Richard Simmons as Wonder Woman must protect the world from a mysterious crystal that falls into the hands of a greedy businessman in Wonder Woman 1984. Finally, take out your tissue box as we follow a musician that has lost his passion for music, only to be transported out of his body when he falls through a manhole. He soon comes to find out there's much more to life than money and success in Disney Pixar's Soul. You should come visit me. What the fuck? I'm in the... I. You are in technically the vacation land, but, like, let's be real. I'm in the vacation land. Yeah, no. I'm good. <laughs> come on. <man. laughs> Nothing against you. It's more about the state that you're in. Nah, it's okay. It's the state that I'm physically in and mentally and physically. But that was always, like, me. the... That was always, like, the vacation place. It's like, oh, go to Florida. Yeah, I know. And, and, and for me, like, maybe the first month or so I was down here, I'm like... Damn, vacation, and then it just turned into regular life, and now I see why everyone's so miserable down here. Yeah, <laughs> it's still fun. But... So, wonder everyone goes crazy, and that's why you can do like Florida Man and look up any kind of crazy article. Exactly, that challenge. You go around yeah. any corner, and someone's eating somebody's face off, and it's not really surprising to me anymore. I mean, I, I doubt it's that dramatic, but mm. I mean, be surprised. Somebody tries to kill me on the street just about once a day. So. Is that a Coors and Seltzer? It's a new thing. It's a new thing. No, is that really what it is? Yeah, it's a Coors, Coors Seltzer. What not the a, fuck? Not a sponsor. Uh, yeah. Why is why are all <laughs> Every, like the college brand beers going to seltzers now? Everybody's got to ju- jump Claw? on the train, man. Yeah, because that's that's where all the money is now. Nobody wants to drink uh, carb heavy IPAs anymore. They want to drink tasteless crap. Is it good though? Well, well, I mean, that's all you drink is seltzers. I even saw that you like commented on Roxy Star's post about how. <laughs> You like Bud Light seltzers. Only because I, like, I knew she would like my comment, and I needed that kind of recognition to get through my day. Oh, okay. Um, sure. I swear. Yeah, that popped up my feed, and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> if you if you comment early enough on her post, she will like them. Even She's actually commented back to me, so I, even though I don't really it's like nice. her that much. Um, oh, well, now we got to cut that from the podcast. <laughs> no, she's great. I, 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 I can't wait to see what she does next. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Coors makes seltzers. It. Yeah, they all taste the same to me. But uh, did you see the Bud Light had some Christmas seltzers, which was actually what I commented about? Do you see those? No. They have, uh, it was peppermint. They had peppermint. And keep in mind, they don't taste like beer. So it, like, it's not like it's a Bud Light flavored with peppermint or anything. So it's not that weird. It's, it's just, just like, the brand. Yeah. That's, yeah, producing. Exactly. Yeah, of course. So it's, it's you know, peppermint. They got gingerbread. Uh, it sounds terrible, to be honest. You'd be surprised, bro. You'd be surprised. If you're festive, if you're in the festive mood and you want to drink some liquid gingerbread with a little, little spice, like no. you, you go ahead and grab a Bud Light. <laughs> a Bud Light? Just a regular yeah, Bud Light? get okay. a Bud Light and just fucking pop that can and suck it down. Anyways, guys, this is Mainstream Boy. I'm your host, Jonathan, joined today by our co-host. You want to introduce yourself, buddy? Not really. I mean, I figure we should start. I, I feel bad. I, I feel like you should be able to speak for yourself. So, like, hey guys, I'm Jonathan, the host, and 
say it. This is I'm a little ducky. Oh, for fuck, maybe I'm gonna. Never mind. Um, we're here today okay. with Spencer, <laughs> and uh, this is the show where we, you know, we break down the the brand new mainstream new release films. And this week, surprisingly, we do have some pretty legitimate mainstream films that were supposed to come out in theaters around the summertime, May, June, July, August time. Uh, can't say the same thing about George Clooney film, but here we are. Uh, we, you know, big get a big old bucket of fucking caramelized uh popcorn maybe some laffy taffy banana do you know that the laffy taffy banana flavor Ew. oh that sounds disgusting <laughs> that sounds horrible please no everything where you're going is just not the direction i want to go really you don't like sweet popcorn no caramelized popcorn not really i'm not a really a fan my my grandfather do you like kettle corn no it, it has a weird texture that makes my teeth hurt Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, you ever bite down on a caramel corner and it just kind of makes your molars want to fall out? No. Because <laughs> that's where eventually <laughs> where it's leading if you keep doing it. So maybe okay. it's a preemptive thing. Here we are, Mainstream Boy. This week we did cover three films. First one is The Midnight Sky, directed and acted by George Clooney. Uh, came out on Netflix. We also got Wonder Woman 1984. Coming out on HBO Max and theaters. So if you want to brave the uh, the storm of the pandemic, go watch Wonder Woman 1984 in theaters. And we have Pixar's Disney Plus Soul. Pretty good lineup this week. For the first time in terms of mainstream cinema, I think this is uh, pretty much the most packed lineup we have ever had on the show. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was the holidays. Usually big movies come out in the holiday season. Obviously, this year's a little different. Uh, instead, we had the, uh, the new hybrid model of hbo max with wonder woman 1984 honestly the one i was most excited for which we kind of just shoehorned into this episode was uh midnight sky that was your most anticipated out of all of these personally yeah because like it it was kind of the one i heard about most recently the other ones i'd kind of heard about i was excited for them months ago and then just kind of forgot about them so but yeah i, I think we're gonna go ahead and start with uh midnight sky here why is it so quiet that's either to spaceship that we hoped would be our future i have to warn them about the conditions on earth i don't know all the details it started with a mistake there is an antenna that's stronger than ours we get to that antenna they'll hear us directed by the one and only george clooney came out on netflix has a 5.6 on imdb a 53% critical score on Rotten Tomatoes, and a dastardly low 25% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So, mm. and okay. yeah. I, I think we will get into why it has a low audience rating. I do have a, uh, a certain theory that I think many would agree to, but it follows a lone scientist in the Arctic that races to contact a crew of astronauts returning home to a mysterious global catastrophe. Um, it is based on a book, so, you know, adapting a book to, to the screen doesn't always go as planned. And I, I just don't think he, maybe he was really trying to appeal to a mainstream audience here, but people who are looking for that run-of-the-mill space movie, probably same with the audience that saw the uh, Brad Pitt movie. Uh, oh, Ad Astra. Ad Astra. I was yep. sitting next to a man, one of my dad's friends who watched it, got up and literally said, God, I'm so fucking glad that's over. As I'm just like, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> so Okay, you really like that one? Yeah, I've seen it a couple times and I, I still stand by my opinion. Really? I thought it was great. So 
Okay. I liked it. Yeah, no. I mean, I definitely see why people didn't like it, but I was definitely on the side that thought that it was pretty good. I mean, I I definitely enjoyed it and thought it was visually amazing. I mean, all these space movies that have come out in the last five years have been visually stunning. Like Gravity, The Martian, uh, Ad Astra, Midnight Sky. I mean, even for Netflix. I mean, the visual effects were pretty pretty stunning in this that's the thing that you come to expect now it's you, you know the visual effects since gravity came out with george clooney have just been like amazing obviously that was like a whole 3d imax experience that almost won best picture at the time um but right yeah, yeah. you're just hoping that the story around these space concepts can be really good and i think that's kind of where they falter for a lot of the audience but we do have george clooney directing this one who most recently did a monuments man in 2014 spencer with george clooney I think he's a fantastic actor. I mean, I think he's won an Oscar in pretty much like, or been nominated for an Oscar in like pretty much every category. With uh, he's won Oscar for Best Picture. He's been nominated for a Lead Actor yeah. Performance, uh, Best Adapted Screenplay nominee, uh, Best Original Screenplay nominee, uh, Directing nominee, a Supporting Actor nominee, uh, and like he's been all over the place. Like he's a huge talent. I mean, he's he is really really good at what he does. But for directing. I haven't found a movie from his that I've really liked. He's directed, it says he's done 16 titles. Some of them are like a TV show. But uh, The Ides of March probably being my favorite that he's directed. Um, but all of his movies are just kind of like, just, I always feel like there's something that's like, it's just, it just feels hollow. Mm-hmm. doesn't feel like something's missing from the movie that I just, I couldn't connect with it. And it's the same with Midnight Sky. I mean, I just had a really hard time latching onto this movie um and i i don't know because it's weird because they had the talent all the, the talent was all there i mean george clooney was i thought kind of a bore <laughs> in the movie himself but it was his character it's not very he's not really likable character really i just I mean. couldn't connect with this movie unfortunately and i i don't know what i was expecting from it to be honest yeah i think that i the original concept, when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, that sounds cool. I mean, it's something you've kind of heard before, but like one man on Earth trying to guide home some astronauts. Um, so I was like, damn, yeah, that sounds pretty sick. It's got Felicity Jones in it, David Yellowo, Kyle Chandler, and, you know, a solid cast. But I think this movie just kind of falters when it comes to just creating that overall strong story with a really good atmosphere around it. The visual effects are great. The acting is good. I think this movie could have just done more because it kind of sets you up for this whole yeah. cool thing with like there. there's this moon surrounding Jupiter. They found a moon that basically supports life. It's it's like fueled by the uh, by the fusion going on in the planet. So like it's per, it's like you can live there basically no problem. It's basically like Earth, which I thought was really cool. But you're there for like a few minutes and then they leave. Yeah, I mean, I don't know because... For me, the uh, I just felt it was a little inconsistent with uh, the storylines because in terms of like I was interested in George Clooney, him trying to get to this other um, base to send out that signal, and he was uh, with that um, that girl Iris, yeah, uh, that was left behind. But then it goes back to the crew in space, kind of returning uh, to Earth, and it focuses so much on them. I honestly forgot George Clooney was even in the movie until like you hear his voice, like. After not seeing him for like thirty five minutes, I'm like, oh well, yeah, it's like he's in this movie, and like it just like it forgets. It. Like I was hoping to go back to like seeing more of what was going on down there, but then instead the movie transitions and kind of focuses on them in space. And while there is some compelling scenes, I mean that scene with the uh, 
the debris coming in when they're out on the spacewalk. Yeah. That was some thrilling stuff, and that was really good. It's just, I don't know, just it was inconsistent. It was just kind of like all over the place in terms of just like, I was hoping that it was going to stay with George Clooney a little bit more than it did, I guess. I think it just needed to pick one because they have this cool space adventure going on with this crew of astronauts trying to get home, and then they have this sort of psychological warfare going on within George Clooney's head back on Earth where he's just kind of going through the the trauma of his past and trying to come to terms with the reality of the situation that he's put himself in. Yeah, and just because I've seen it done before, I mean, The Martian is like the best example of because like it's Matt Damon and he's on Mars and it's really compelling. It's it's, it's fascinating. It's like right. it's, it's thrilling. But they're also juggling so many other storylines of like the other people on Earth trying to get him home and like the other crew in space that are like rerouting to go back to try to pick him up and stuff. Like they were still able to juggle all of the different storylines and the kind of like, the big cast. Right here, it just like. I got what they were going for. I just didn't like how it was executed, if you know what I mean. It was just, I do, yeah. It was just kind of slow. just wasn't really – like, I, I was really interested in the first act with, like, the setup. I was like, okay, this is what the movie's going to be. This is interesting. Let's see. And then – It didn't really go anywhere for me. Bored. Yeah. Like – I, and like the ending, it makes it makes sense. I saw it coming. I yeah. I was just hoping for something grander, I guess, with a concept that revolves around just like the world ending, and there's only one one group of astronauts left, and George Clooney's by himself. Like I just wanted a little bit more to it, um, and it kind of has a very somber Aniara type ending. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I mentioned that in my uh, letterbox review. Um, by the way, follow us on letterbox. You can see a little more, in, uh, not in, more in depth, but just first to know more when stuff. we see the movies. It just, yeah, kind of just <clears throat> reminded me of Aniara, just hopeless and depressed. The, the movie, like yeah. it just gave you like kind of nothing. And that's the thing. Like when it ended, I'm like, damn, oh, that's it. Like even though the movie was still two hours, it's it still ends, and you're like. Just like, don't feel satisfied. I'm just like, oh. and it's sad because like, right. like, all right, that's the reality of like where humanity's going, and like I get it, and I appreciate movies that do that sort of realism. But I was like, fuck, dude, that sucks. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean, I get the 25 percent audience rating. It's a weird movie to release in the holiday season when people kind of want to feel like cheerful and upbeat. And this is the <laughs> maybe movie. that's why <laughs> George Clooney's just dying of cancer, and he's the oh, last one on Earth, dude. and the Earth is dying, and you know the scene when he loses his i I think he's i think he has a liver disease and he's doing dialysis with that whole machine thing Um, so without that he's gonna die from blood poisoning so that was rough to watch (laughs) that was too and and same with the uh, in maya's character on the spacewalk yeah uh, when she gets back into that pressurized room oh my god that That was was like crazy dude so like there are scenes that i like i got what they're going for and i there were some good stuff and i thought the score was excellent. I could see that being nominated for the Oscars for best original score. It's mm-hmm. Alexander Desplat. I mean, he's been nominated and won well, I didn't a handful it was of him. times. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great composer. Uh, I think it's definitely going to get a nomination for score. It's well deserved and for visual effects because I believe they used the same technology that The Mandalorian was doing with like the uh, virtual sets uh, with like the, the LCD screens and stuff and like kind of like blowing up on the walls and stuff and kind of immersing the actors that way instead of like the whole blue screen green screen imaginary kind of stuff they're really doing like the uh the lcd screens virtual kind of set that john favreau has really implemented with the mandalorian damn um, I once e- again didn't even know that was a thing watch... dude because i haven't seen that behind yeah the scenes it's cool go, go and watch those like disney behind the scenes gallery stuff because it's fucking fascinating damn. Um, okay on all the technology that they're trying to uh innovating and kind of um 
create and for the future of filmmaking is it's really fascinating and he was using some of the technology on this i saw some behind the scenes stuff and it, it pays off and i think this could get a um visual effects nomination so it's a weird movie that this was released on netflix because it is a movie that's like but then again like ad astra they released that in theaters and that was the same type of like somber depressing space movie it's one of those movies uh, like how do you left the audience kind of like ugh yeah like how do you market a movie yeah. like this because it's it's a it's, it's a big it's a like okay it's a big space movie you wanted this to be a big theater experience but the story doesn't work for that it's just one of those movies that maybe it should be more of a limited release and it's on netflix so that's where that mad yeah. mainstream audience is going to be there's going to be people that are disappointed but i think there's enough here that i mean i still appreciate it i would still give it a fresh score um okay you know i i guess i would go three and a half out of five because it did remind me of Ad Astra, oh, okay. although I still think Ad Astra was like I'd give that almost a perfect score. Like I really like that movie personally. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. This so, is more of your kind of thing then. Um, yeah, I like these a- atmospheric, me, yeah. psychological kind of things where it's it's just most of it's in your head. I think it's just a cool way to explore things. So I liked it. Okay. Unfortunately, I was pretty disappointed with this. I was I was I don't know I don't know what my expectations really were going into this, but I was hoping for a little bit more but for what it is it's a netflix big budget uh space spectacle with uh george clooney and you know what yeah, yeah. i guess you can watch it fast forward through a couple of scenes it's a little long but yeah it's a can't get too fresh for me it's a two and a half out of five respect i get it yeah i get it gonna kind of i'm gonna i get it. you're in the middle i think i'm gonna forget about this you're yeah. always in the <laughs> you're know. always in the middle yeah there were i mean there's a few scenes that stuck just, with me so yeah. like it's yeah it, i appreciated <sighs> some of the stuff but I just didn't really like it that much. It's definitely disappointing, dude. Like you, you can pretty much fathom what happened on the planet. It's just like, all right, you needed a little more explanation or just mess with the story. I don't know, man. Nice. It was a, it was a good effort. I will say it's better than Monuments Men. <laughs> I still haven't personally. seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you. I thought we saw that together. No, no, you went and saw that by yourself in theaters. To Why? Why did I do that? Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> all right, Spencer. Let's talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Citizens of the world. I'm here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. Feel bad you saw a ghost. Diana, look at you. It's like not one day has passed. Uh, that came out on theaters and HBO Max. Has a 62% certified certified fresh critical rating. 72 audience, 5.6 on IMDb. Was supposed to come out on August 14th uh, before it got pushed due to COVID. No, it was supposed to come out like June. Oh, initially. Well, okay. That makes yeah. that actually makes a lot more sense. The poster. Yeah, then it got pushed to August, and then pushed to November, and then oh, sorry, October. And then I think it could have been November, and then yeah. It got lassoed into all different type of release schedules. Oh, yeah. Um, Speaking of lassos, Wonder Woman comes into conflict with the Soviet Union during the Cold War in the 1980s and finds a formidable foe by the name of Cheetah, Kristen Wiig. Terrible synopsis. I couldn't find anything better because I guess with with these superhero movies, they don't want to give anything away. Um, That tells you nothing about the actual plot, um, but we'll get into that in a moment. Directed by Patty Jenkins, who... I realize hasn't really done much other than Wonder Woman, some TV stuff. Um, but she really is a fan. Well, she did a monster. 
uh, with the Shadows Theron. Oh, oh, really? You see that one? I've seen that. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, really. That good was her directorial debut. Shit. Well, she did do Wonder Woman 2017, which I thought was really good. You know, I think the world was kind of surprised with how how well that movie turned out, especially considering how disappointing all the other DC projects have been over the last several years. Yeah, that was like their first big like critical and audience and even box office hit. I mean, they huge. They, that was like a huge hit for them at the time, and they needed it because, uh, yeah, Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, and yeah, they they definitely like all of their movies were very poorly received by the critics, and this one, Wonder Woman, was like ninety four percent huge hit. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Made, I think a billion dollars at the box office. And I really um, liked it. Like I, I just, yeah. I, I loved how they integrated her in a World War One. Like they had really good characters around her. She's amazing as Wonder Woman. Like so charismatic and throwing her in that situation, and it was just really yeah. funny too. So, Sam, I really liked the first one. Um, I thought it was just a ton of fun. Kind of just reminded me of all the other ones that have come out, but it just held its own. And I love the whole World War One aspect of the movie. Definitely, uh, the yeah. scene of her in No Man's Land, I think, is probably one of my favorite. Like comic book scenes even though it's a little over the top it's still just like it's so badass with like the score and shit amazing um yeah that's the... just yeah that whole like that whole raid that she does after that scene too mm-hmm. it was just an awesome awesome moment um yeah yeah it's a, it's a fun movie it's great until they bring aries into it at the end um yeah the ending was still yeah. not my favorite but i've only seen the movie once i've yet to even rewatch it even not before i didn't watch it before this one yeah i've seen it a few times but that's always the kind of scene where i'm like ugh. all right once they bring these like godlike figures in it just kind of crumbles literally yeah but that's what this kind of world is it is what it is dc's got some tough tough uh heroes to adapt to screen here patty jenkins is also working on cleopatra so she's got another very female powered movie with gal gadot coming in 2022 probably get pushed but uh and Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2023, and Wonder Woman 3, depending on how well this does, I guess. But yeah, she's got some big projects in the works here. We will go ahead and dive into Wonder Woman 1984 here, starring Gal Gadot once again as Diana Prince slash Wonder Woman. We do have Chris Pine in here, although, spoiler alert, he died in the first movie. He got blown up in a plane. And Kristen Wiig, right fresh off SNL uh, and some other weird... Uh, fucking small films but she's in here playing barber slash cheetah and we have the mandalorian himself pedro pascal playing the villain maxwell lord so a pretty pretty solid cast in here spencer right yeah mm-hmm. okay sure yeah yeah okay yeah yeah <sighs> fuck yeah i really wanted to like this movie like really bad i think that it it does hit on a lot of the things it does in the first movie Gal Gadot's really good. The action scenes are pretty awesome. I I love her relationship with with uh, Steve Trevor, Chris Pine. Like their dynamic is amazing. But once again, I think they uh, in the first movie they have the villain as Ares, which is he's kind of a uh, it's it's like an ideal that is causing all this warfare. But in this movie, the villain is very much in the forefront as Pedro Pascal's character surrounded by this like weird crystal that grants you wishes and stuff and unfortunately i just hated that concept and i think he did good in the movie like he was good i i liked the character but i just overall did not like how it was executed and just the concept of this crystal that is basically made from a a deity 
that is just dragging the world down because people are making these awful wishes that instantly come true because of it. I really wish they went a different direction with this movie, especially a movie that's entitled 1984. They did really nothing with the timeline that it was taking place, whereas they did in the first movie. They did do a little Cold yeah, War stuff, just kind of but it's it kind just, of besides like the costumes and some score. It was kind of a throwaway cues. thing, you know. I just it wasn't really utilized in terms of like yeah, like actual history. This definitely took its own. Like it, it's weird because this definitely felt like a movie that would have come out with like the early two thousands like X Men movies, yeah, or like even like the two thousand six Superman Returns movie, because like. It just it felt so weird and like it was I don't know like it seemed like two different movies to me almost like well yeah Wonder Woman the one that came out uh, three years ago and then this one two completely separate movies and I think that was the goal and intention going into this was to make it its own and to kind of give it almost like a whole reboot but I don't know there, for me the, the it was two hours and like thirty three minutes really long it was just really yeah <laughs> it was just it dragged and it was just really really long but the moments when she was Wonder Woman and she was kicking ass and uh she just got to let loose with the lasso and just you know take on all the enemies I was I was having so much fun with it and I was having a blast I mean I thought it was so much fun and I thought the score that Hans Zimmer did was just phenomenal like mm-hmm. it was just a it's a very unique kind of like superhero score that uh he didn't just come in and because he's done like a, a hundred superhero scores and he just came in and still knocked it out of the park and i mean you can't expect anything less of Hans zimmer he's just that talented um but that really stood out to me it's weird streaming this movie that's another I gotta thing. be honest yeah it's unfortunate I gotta be honest and I don't know if that maybe took me out of the movie because I was I watched this on a Saturday afternoon. No, no, or yeah, Sunday afternoon or something like that. I don't know if I just couldn't get into it. And I noticed the the special effects, the visual effects, and some scenes were like, how was this approved? <laughs> like it was wow. Maybe it was just like an aesthetic choice uh, mm-hmm. that I just didn't really understand why they chose to go there. But it was like uh, especially the slow mo. Of yeah. just her like running in slow mo and it's like pushing in on that and like when she's flying out of the in the sky. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm I'm. I mean, like it was cool. I was like, yeah, it's a great music uh, piece that they used in I think Kick Ass as well. Uh, that Hans Zimmer did not write himself the the song that they play, but um, still, I was just like, you're getting some Aquaman I, vibes I, in there where like yeah, it's, I don't it's know, that... like maybe if I saw this in theaters, it would have <laughs> masked it a little bit better. But yeah. yeah, even on a 4K TV streaming it, it just didn't look that great. I was like, oof. But it's only in a couple of scenes. But I mean, overall though, I I actually am on the side that I I I dugged Pedro Pascal's over the top, like almost Jim Carrey level. Of mm-hmm. like he was nuts villain. <laughs> yeah like he was yeah. just crazy and i kind of had fun with it like it was just stupid and corny to me um and i rolled with it it was fine but yeah it was just a little too long but i mean overall i still had a good time with it i, I, I still thought it was fun but it's very very flawed yeah it, it's just not what i come to expect i really did not expect this type of film with this weird and like a lot of these movies have this MacGuffin type item that revolves around the villain or something where somebody's trying to obtain it or yeah however the osbark the uh the fuck any of the infinity stones it's just it's always there it's one of those things and i just didn't like how this one was used it was like fairly odd parents or something where you can make as many wishes as you want it was like (laughs) 
Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It was like Bruce Almighty, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it was like uh, th- like and oh, and, but, and you have to say I wish, and it's just like I was and like, he has to touch him and stuff too. Yeah. Stupid, like I didn't like. But that. It, yeah, it was really stupid. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like, like you said, like this, the second this like the artifact, like the McGovern, like the stone. They're like, oh yeah, this stone, and it's like, oh, I literally was like, oh my god, no, please don't go down this route. Me too. Of, like, all of like, the why? superhero <laughs> movies that we've seen a thousand times before. Like and then nope okay that's the direction the we're going film. we're gonna it's gonna be like a throwback film but yeah I mean still I mean we didn't go out and pay I guess <laughs> what twenty dollars a ticket to go and see it in theaters and to walk out and be disappointed we get to sit at home during the holidays stay at home watch the movie we're you know, yeah I can't complain I really I really can't I can't complain either I had a good time with it to be honest and Gal Gadot is just a fucking badass i mean she she's owns amazing. this role as wonder woman i mean she is wonder woman there's no other there's no way they can recast this uh she is Wonder mm-hmm. woman so I, I i hope they make i mean so many more movies uh wonder woman 3 is greenlit it is fast tracked to uh production so that is going to come out that was greenlit uh, a couple of days ago so damn um, okay i know you said that depending on the su- success it i guess it proved it's coming out regardless <laughs> it's coming out they are going to do it so, and Patty Jenkins is back. Gal Gadot's back. So, story-wise, it just didn't really make sense. It was just all over the place, and it just doesn't. It's just it was just like a multiverse or something. Like, what happens? Because this this was like its own little movie. Yeah, uh, you could poke holes in so many things with this this whole concept. Things. Like, oh my god! Like the whole cheetah transformation too was just like what? I want to like, be an okay. apex predator. Okay, you literally turn into a cheetah. That's <laughs> I know. What the fuck? And Kristen Wiig initially in the first act, I was like, oh my god, she's literally playing a character off of SNL. Like she's <laughs> just up. doing her thing that she's done in all of her movies. But then when she kind of started to like enjoy like the the villain stuff, I was like, she's a she was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of did like I when she was what I was kind of like iffy on at first. I actually turned around and was like, okay, I actually thought she did a good job. But then once she turned into like the cheetah at the end, oh my god, terrible! I was just, like, like I that. I checked out in the last twenty five minutes. Like I honestly, I don't really remember. I kind of remember what happened, but I totally checked out, and that was like the issue. I think is streaming as well. It's just like I was just. I was done. I was like, all right. I didn't like Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. I think that that was really shoehorned in there just to have yeah. a DC villain, just, just to say that she was in the movie. Yeah, she was fine, and I kind of liked how she just all of a sudden had all of Diana Prince's powers, and it they used that pretty well. I also think that when it came to Pedro Pascal, he used that crystal to its fullest extent possible, like, literally taking over the world like it was i was a little i laughed out loud a few times at just like the extent that he would go to, to he like went try insane. to get all the power yeah and i appreciated that you know, like it went to nuclear war it took place in the cold war that was like the one thing that they actually like implemented the the timeline in because i was hoping for like kind of a uh like days of future past idea where they they implemented the whole nixon era and stuff with the sentinels or something like that they didn't really do it but like you said, it's it's just one of those movies where it's really it's really fun. Uh, Gal Gadot is amazing, and there is a handful of scenes that you're like, all right, this is badass. But does it warrant two hours and thirty two minutes? No, definitely not. If you're into these type of films, I would check it out. One of those movies that's few and far between these days. So if you have HBO Max, just watch it. I would give it a damn. It's a tough one. I'm gonna go three out of five. I think it's fresh, but nowhere near the first one for me. It's it's. Too many pieces didn't fit together, so 
that's me. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Uh, I'm going to match the grade as well, 3 out of 5. I give it to Fresh because it's, it's, it's a superhero movie that you get to sit at home, watch it on HBO Max. Uh, it's, it is 2 hours and 30 minutes, but hey, you're at home. Yep. You can get whatever snacks you want, all the beverages you want, and you can sit back, have it, have it movie night, and watch it. And yeah, you can poke holes at it, you can laugh at it, you can have fun with it. Uh, and I think it's it, it's fine if you're a, if you're a huge fan of the first one and you're expecting a movie on that level and on the level of uh, like Days of Future Past or I don't know your Dark Knight or I don't know if you're expecting a really great superhero movie this is not the movie for you but it, you can still have fun and uh, yeah three out of five doesn't X Men First Class take part or take place during the Cold War it's around the same time I think yes. uh, yeah yeah better movie. <laughs> Much and better the missile movie. crisis was like the finale of the movie. <laughs> yeah, the missiles, like, but that was that was sick with Magneto and shit. It's just, eh, I don't know, man. If you want to watch a movie that takes place during this time, first class, much better film. Spencer, that leads us to a Pixar project that I haven't seen a Pixar movie in a while, but it is helmed by the same guy who did Inside Out. The most recent Pixar movie I saw was, fuck, what was it, man? Did you watch Onward? No, didn't watch Onward. I did not see that either. So um, would it be like did finding you see Toy Story Four? Yes, yeah, that would probably be the okay. most recent. So it would be Toy Story Four. Okay, yeah. but you got to love these original concepts. So we do have Disney's or Disney Pixar's Soul come out on Disney Plus. Wow, it's my life. Is all this living really worth dying for? You're still alive. Can you help me get back? No way! There I am. What are we waiting for? Wait, not me! Come out on Disney Plus has an 8.2 on IMDb, a 95% critical score, 90% audience score. Uh, directed by Pete Docter, who's done stuff like Inside Out, Up, writer director. It basically follows a musician who's lost his passion for music, and he's transported out, of, transported out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. Uh, it's got Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, and just ends up being a very another very powerful, unexpectedly great Pixar movie, an animated film that explores some dark human concepts that you know live action movies don't always hit on but they find ways to create these ideals that work in animated fashion and i fucking loved it <laughs> again so i think it just okay. it it i wouldn't say it's inside out level but it, it's it's close i think it interesting it, it's close in that regard i definitely was not expecting this movie at all mm-hmm I didn't know what to expect, but I did not expect what this movie uh, like ultimately is. And I was like, holy shit, this is fascinating. I borderline love this movie as well. Like, this is such a great movie. And I didn't see any trailers going into this. I think I maybe saw, like, one TV spot. Uh, it was really quick. I just knew that there was going to be Jimmy Fox. He was going to be kind of jazzy, some some bluesy. Like, I think he was a good musician. Uh, and it took place in New York, and so I was like, okay, so that's all I really knew about the movie. And then so like, w once you get going, and once you see what the movie really is, it's like, holy shit! Yeah. And it messes with your mind. Like I still have been thinking about this movie, and it's been like three days since I've seen it, and it presents such adult concepts that 
I mean, I'm sure everyone, at least our age, thinks about all the time. Uh, and it presents it in a way that, like, kids can watch it and learn yeah, from that as well. It's like, it, Pixar is genius and how they can, like, teach kids and also entertain. And also, if you're an adult and you're watching this with your kid, they can ha- they can watch it. And then you can be watching it and being like, holy shit, like, <laughs> I, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, this is deep. You almost don't, you is. don't have to teach your kids lessons anymore because Pixar will do it for you. It's, <laughs> Show them Pixar. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, dude, that they're, they yeah. just, they keep, they keep going up the ladder of just doing more more interesting concepts in animated fashion. Like I look at this movie, I don't see an animated movie unless it goes into the the whole soul aspect up in this world that they created up in the sky. But when they're down on Earth, it's like it's just I oh, I see reality. It's stunning. Yeah, it's it's the animation that they've been able to achieve is just breathtaking. With the fo- photorealistic, it's it's incredible. It's amazing. And I, I think just the the concepts that they're able to explore, just the uh, finding your purpose and stuff, and how some people are like, man, like I have this idea where I I need to be successful in life, and it's it's just one of those concepts that they're able to explore it in a way that was just so fascinating, and it makes you feel good as a person to know, like, okay. Just like, I mean, Tina Fey's in the movie. She didn't really succeed until she was 35, right? This guy who just wanted to be a musician, he, he comes to realize that, you know, you need to look at the moments at your life that maybe didn't seem as remarkable and appreciate them for what they are because they've kind of developed you as a human being. And yeah, it it's just like, it goes so deep and makes you kind of think about your life in a different way, a more positive way, regardless of what you've done. So... Damn, I can't believe I'm saying yeah. that about a Pixar movie. It's it's uh well, 100 percent. It presents those concepts of just like there's more to life than just like like I don't know like the one purpose that you think like life is about. Like there's way more to life than what you think it's about. And it's it's so interesting and it really yeah it really makes you think. And I think they just did a great job in the voice cast, Jimmy Fox and Tina Fey. I thought they were just did. I hope that they recorded together because their banter, their chemistry was just off the charts. I mean, they were. I was laughing left and right in this movie. Like, I thought this movie was hilarious. Me too. And yeah. <laughs> it was just witty. It was it was clever. It was just so funny. Just the way that they're able to take a concept that is just it's fully interior to like people's minds and stuff and visualize it in a way that works for kids and adults and just create this entire world around it is just so creative and so interesting. The the Jerry's that are creating these personalities before they're able to go to earth it was just so interesting you know and yeah, you're gonna be a recluse <laughs> yeah 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 just oh, and so just like cool. to their little, like houses yeah so unexpected yeah. dude and i and i just i really liked it and this this guy's learning from somebody who hasn't even seen the light of day yet it was it was just really cool you know i think and see you you mentioned at the beginning that you like this uh the, the no like it tried to be like inside out level i thought this one was miles better than inside Out. really why i love i love this one so much more because i don't for inside out i only saw that once it was in theaters i didn't necessarily love the movie i really liked it but i didn't really connect with the movie as much as i wanted to and i think that had to do with like the juggling storylines of the uh sad personality and the joy personality like i just didn't really love their adventure that they went on mm-hmm. uh 
and you know, I mean, it was a lot of people love the movie, and it is really good. I just didn't love it as much as everybody, uh, everyone else. This one, though, I just thought I just connected more with the message, and I connected more with the story and what it was trying to say. And I also love the humor of this movie a lot more as well. It's the same director, Pete Doctor. Yeah. He is the best director that Pixar has ever had. I mean, he should spearhead all the projects that they do because he is phenomenal. But, um, yeah, uh, I thought he just – he explores some concepts here that I appreciated a lot more, I think. I think on a human level, you could see that this movie just – it dives it dives deeper it's not just trying to impersonate all the emotions with different weird characters. Instead, it's it's really trying to break down what it's what it means to be, you know, just a human living a mundane yep. life, doing normal things, and just being appreciative of the fact that you're alive. So it's uh, it's just it was just insanely well done. They do the weird thing with the cat, but it was cute. You know what I mean? They where they get to have the Freaky Friday element thrown in there. That's that's probably the most kid yeah. kid part of the movie that where the kids can latch on the most with that that comedic element. But oh, it was just so great, dude. Still super entertaining, though. Yeah. yeah, so many good moments, and I again, I just it's it really blew me away. Pixar, they've had a few misses, but this one certainly uh, it works, definitely works. I would love to watch this one again. So. Four and a half out of five for me. Very, very good movie. Okay. Yeah. I am also going to match that four and a half out of five. This is a potential five out of five, though. But like you said, I just I can't wait to rewatch it. I am going to rewatch it. I know I will. Um, because uh, this is probably one of my favorite movies of the year, if not my favorite. This just, I really like this a lot. It was funny. It was heartwarming. It was emotional. And um, just visually amazing stunning better than wolf walkers for you it's like this great yeah honestly yeah. it is wolf walkers is like yeah it's still I, I think it's still gonna be my top 10 of the year but um this yeah, movie's no, this one is hands down gonna win there. best animated feature like it, i don't know how this loses yeah, honestly unless but like i i love the animation of wolf walkers like it was stunning yeah but, like, but me too but now like that i've seen this i'm like <sighs> oh man it's tough because i hate that I don't hate it, but like it's like kind of like ah, uh, like it, another Oscar on I mean, a uh, Pixar shelf. Like give it to a different studio. I think yeah, studio I think the same thing. It. But uh, and I'm I don't know. So they've done it. In, they've done it in the past. Yeah, I'd be happy if it went to either one, honestly. But I yeah, it's probably gonna go to Pixar. Anyways, with that crack of the core's seltzer, that is gonna do it for 2020 mainstream films. We made it, Spencer. To the end of 2020, probably not the end of the pandemic, but at least we can move on to a new year, new me, new films. How about that? Yes and no, because because of the year that we just had, the Oscar uh, eligibility has been extended. So oh. usually the uh, yeah, oh, so usually wow. you uh, get your Oscar announcements on what is nominated and all the categories uh, about mid January. I don't think we're going to find out until sometime in March this year. That's uh, basically when Oscar season it, or movies. Yeah. yeah. The ceremony is sometimes even in March, if not uh, end of February, but they are accepting movies releasing up until February. And uh, do they have to be in theaters or they don't? Nope. Nope. No, They've okay, uh, allowed streaming movies. It's basically, well, I mean, they're still going to like, I mean, you, st- you still are going to know what kind of movies they're going to nominate. Uh, but just regardless of the of the release pattern, they're just gonna Honestly, accept dude, all movies. I think I would um, love if they just did a virtual Oscars, like 
That way we don't have to deal with all the bullshit. Where they just, okay, this is what one 30-minute show, fucking done. I'd be cool with that. <laughs> so funny. if they did that, Jimmy Kimmel can host it or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> if you're in that mindset, then just wake up the next morning and check. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Spencer, is there anything coming out next week that we should be talking about? Not that I know of. I know one movie does come out on like January 7th. That's in a couple of weeks. Mm, that isn't a couple. That's a little bit too late for mainstream boy. But you know what? We'll leave it we'll a mystery. See. There will be an episode. I promise you that. Uh, but definitely look out for our upcoming those movie dudes episodes. Spencer, where what are we watching on that one? Master and Commander: The Far Side of the Ooh, World. Wow. Ruby Sparks <gasps> and <laughs> The Crow. All movies um, I've wanted so. to see for a long time. All of which I'm excited for. So I'm I watched Master Commander last night, and I'm probably gonna watch uh, maybe a little uh, The Crow tonight. So hmm. very interesting. Yep, <laughs> so interesting. I'm two out of three already. Going to one more. Tabulous. Cool. That's it. Happy end of 2020, everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Chinese New Year. It's been a real, it's been a real great 2021, 20, 22 episodes. We look forward to the rest. Thanks for listening, and uh, toodaloo. See you next year. Thanks for listening to the final episode of Mainstream Boy in the dastardly year we call 2020. We're looking forward to plenty of new content during the year ahead, and we would much appreciate it if you'd subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, make sure to head over to our Instagram and hit that follow button if you haven't already. It's been an adequate year of movies, but let's hope for a great one in 2021. Stay safe, everybody, and watch those fucking hands.